Mono Neon Show, it's Max, and I'm with Kate Widows. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Max. Thanks. Um, so you design uh, primarily graphics, but you're a graphic designer specializing in, in lettering and branding, but also uh, with neon. Uh, what, what exactly, you know, what originally made you want to choose neon? Well, um, when I fell in love with neon, it was kind of like waking up. Uh, I, and I came to love neon in kind of a strange way. Um, I was in Switzerland with my boyfriend. We were on, um, he had a, a residency there. He's a musician and I kind of just went to, uh, and decided to work on lettering stuff. I had taken, um, the crafting type workshop uh like about a few months before we left and i really wanted to design typefaces and just do a lot more lettering so i took this opportunity while we were in europe to just um spend more time on that and i was also redesigning my website and i thought it would be really like cute and original if i put like a blinking neon sign on my website that said open for business because I need, I needed new clients. Um, I still need new clients. I always need new clients, but, um, and so since I was like really interested in drawing letters and getting better at sort of the basic structure of letter forms, um, I tried that out and it was super fun and super easy to make it like the GIF blink and make it glow. And I had already been, um, spent a few years like pretty deep in knee deep in Photoshop work. So I was like pre feeling pretty versatile in Photoshop. So as far as like making it look kind of real, that was fun for me. It was a fun challenge and I didn't want to make it look too real, but I kind of just found an aesthetic that I liked. And so after that first trip that just said open for business, I decided to spend a month doing a daily animated neon GIF as a, as a lettering exercise and as an animation exercise. Um, and I did them all in French because I was in the French speaking part of Switzerland and I wanted to improve my French skills and I thought it would just be fun. I love the sound of French and little did I know as I was like researching real neon signs and like figuring all this out and learning more about neon that neon was the neon sign was invented by a Frenchman. And so that was sort of an odd coincidence, but Anyway, through that whole month of making these chips every day I, and doing all this research about neon signs and trying to kind of emulate the look of them and the way that they blinked, I just fell in love. Like I said, it was like waking up and um, the way that typography is expressed in light with neon tubes was also really appealing to me because it's not perfect. It's, you know, it's all hand bent and it's a little bit wobbly here and there and like very 
there's a lot of humility in those letter forms for the most part. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't, that's basically how I fell for neon. And then I just kept doing those chips for several months. Um, and I did some as commissions as well. Um, and the following spring, when I returned to the States, I had uh, an art show here in Portland. And I just like made, I made one of my GIFs into a real sign for the show. Like I just had to do it. I didn't have any money. I was just like, I'm doing this now because I want to do it. I have to do it. I don't care. And so I had it made and um, I was hooked and I'm still hooked. I, I mean, I like to say I'm on, I'm on the neon train and I'm not getting off. There's no getting off. I mean, yeah. it's sort of like, it's, it's like being a, a typography freak, but it's sort of next level in a way. Um, it's like having a disease, you know, like the type people, <laughs> they, you know, whenever you're traveling, you're like taking pictures of like doorbells and like, yeah. you know, don't walk on the grass signs and no smoking signs, like everywhere you go all over the world and you can't not do it. But, and with neon, it's the same, but for me, it's even more intense than just the typography thing. Right. And I think you kind of saved that moment in time where you were like, you know, I couldn't go back. I think everyone kind of knows what it's like, or at least from the neon perspective, if people are listening, is like you're pointing out signs to people and you know that you're the one who's kind of making everybody stop and like look and then, okay, you're like, but no, but like, can't you see this thing that I'm sharing with you is, is, is unique and like artistically important. And there's this whole element to like really kind of breaking things down. And once people are exposed to that, I think you, they sort of like start to crave it a little bit more. It's kind of the first time you have like a new food, I suppose. That's kind of like a silly analogy, but I think it's that, where you developed kind of the, the that kind of diligent effort of like I'm gonna make this thing digitally where we've had other digital artists on and I think where they originally kind of start to figure this out is that they're like oh I need to study obviously neon if I'm gonna do this and then what originally started out as just kind of like a side project now becomes this animated gift thing that you talked about where what I think is cool about where you went with it, whereas some digital artists are like purely on Instagram and they kind of live on that platform, which is really successful and helps them kind of spread what's going on in terms of their portfolio and what they produce. It's kind of a constant stream of like neon art. I see it coming out. I think what's cool where you were exhibiting these gifts and you did it through a projector. Can you talk about that? Um, yeah. If you're referring to the the festival in the UK. Um, I wasn't actually present for that. The the gifs were projected at the festival, mm -hmm. um, and I just like sent them a video comp of like thirty three of my gifs to to show in a loop. There was also a party though that I made a gif for it was a Christmas party for an office here in town that um, they projected at the entrance of the party. So that was fun. Um, that's cool. But uh, as far as exhibiting, that's all I've done for 
exhibiting the GIFs themselves besides just having them live on the internet and um, occasionally be borrowed or stolen by random people. But uh, <laughs> the, the first neon sign that I created, which says Tu es gentil, uh, which was the which was also the first GIF that I drew after Open for Business. Um, that I did exhibit here at my show, and then also at um, the first Portland Winter Light Festival here in town. So, um, so that was a nice opportunity to put it outside in wintertime when it's nice and cold. <laughs> and, um, you know, like see people take pictures in front of it. And I don't know, that was kind of, kind of exciting. But, and I also designed a sign for a bar in town, a window sign that was uh, created. So that's, it's still lit every night. I can go there right now and see it lit up. And that's, so that's, it's pretty exciting. But I'm actually really like, as far as the GIFs go, um, and just so everyone knows what I'm talking about, some people call them GIFs and some call them GIFs. <laughs> and I, it's I'm a huge this, debate online stuff, right? I, I know, yeah, yeah. Um, and I call them GIFs. That just makes more sense to me. But also I learned from some elder computer nerds that that's how it's pronounced like a really long time ago. So, um, but, but I'm not going to... Uh, belabor that issue um but at this point I mean since you know that was about six years ago when I started making those shifts and I really took it pretty far and I had some pretty cool experiences doing that for other people but to me it's really an homage to the real thing and and now that you know now I what I would really rather do is is design physical signs so I'm kind of working towards doing that. And I, I did recently design an interior sign for a movie theater here in town, which has not yet been produced. Um, I think that sometimes having neon made is a little more expensive than most people expect. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and so I think the theater's just waiting for their budget to open up a little bit. But um Really, it's the real neon that is is where the magic is for me. And just being able to see, you know, the gas ignited, excited, and the glow and everything. It's like seeing it with your eyes is really the, the, the premium experience. I mean, it's fun making GIFs for the web, for the web and I'll keep doing that. But... Um, I'd rather make some more permanent physical pieces out in the public sphere. Yeah, and speaking like towards the public side, I think you, you've you hold uh, you know you've created a, a map and a poster of Portland. Like I think it's one of the coolest things that has kind of come up. And sort of what I've seen from your work is it's not just the neon signs, but you developed a walking tour as well, where the map itself is like really well researched. Definitely check it up online. We'll put a link to it in the show notes, but the poster includes images of signs around town and like each one is marked with like a corresponding number. It's just really well put together and definitely very well designed. Had kind of when, when are there like other walking tours or how did that kind of start for you? Were you just kind of normally going out and checking out signs? 
Well, as you may know, um, some of my neon buddies um, live in San Francisco named Randall and Homan and Al Barna, and they, um, they've been doing a walking tour for, I think, at least five years in San Francisco. So um, they, you know, they're kind of my mentors in some ways, and they brought me into the festival, which I guess we'll probably talk about later, but um, they, so t last summer here in Portland, TypeCon came to town and it was their 20th anniversary. Um, so in the lead up to that, of course, I wanted to go and I wanted to be involved. I've been to TypeCon before. And for anybody who doesn't know, TypeCon is a, basically a design conference for people who love typography and type lettering, type design, etc. So um, in the lead up to that visit, I thought it would be fun to just try out doing a walking tour of Portland Signs downtown. Um, and so I kind of brought Randall and and Al into the fold and, and was like, do you guys want to maybe help me do this? Because it's a little bit weird for me to, to be a, a tour guide. <laughs> it's like totally, totally not my personality to be that kind of performer, which I think it sort of is. Um, but to me, I've, you know, ever since I fell for Dion, I've really been wanting the type loving community and the typography people, the design community to really come with me, you know, and just see how special Neon is and how special it is um, typographically, like the letter forms and the constraints, the way that, you, you know, everything's monolinear, so you have to really plan um, your designs pretty well. Um, and I mean, all different kinds of aspects of it. I just really want the design community more interested in it so this was like the perfect opportunity so um so i developed a tour and i wanted to be able to give people a souvenir from the tour so i so i created the map and i knew all i knew a lot of the signs already on the map before i've lived in portland about 10 years but have only loved neon for five so um uh so i did like um a survey like I would go driving around at night seeing what was still lit what wasn't lit you know what was still around stuff I had maybe never seen before um, and signs I'd heard of but had never gone to see like the Powell Villa sign which is in a neighborhood I don't feel drawn to but it's like <laughs> it's a it's a really cool super cool sign um, so yeah, I put that um, the map together and I just figured why not make it a poster too because it's two-sided. So it would be fun, you know, if I had an office, I work from home, but if I had an office, I would love to have this in my office <laughs> hanging up. And um, so that was a super fun project. And uh, yeah, so now when I do the tours, um, I, give the map out to um to tour goers at the end of the tour it's a little bit of a secret i, I don't publicize that i like to surprise people but um 
but I think it's a nice souvenir and I like to just remind have people not forget that this stuff is here it's beautiful these their works of art they're so unique to Portland you know every city has its own unique kind of style or the you know unique signs like here we've got a horse and rider which is a very western theme and you see a lot of horse and rider neon like in reno and vegas and you know probably all over california but um but yeah there's just like it's such a unique collection and every city has its own you know special totally unique collection of neon and um so to me it's a it's it's a cool portland souvenir i'd want to have it <laughs> it is really cool i mean being in new york i think with randall and al you know in san francisco they're big advocates of these sign tours and i think they really you know not only just with the the consulting side of it that you have going on with design work but it fits in really nicely i think as your mission statement goes is that you're just you know, you're advocating for this sort of historical legacy. A lot of people in the show either have some sort of enduring passion for making neon, but everyone will agree that, you know, losing the signs is not the greatest thing in the world. And that, you know, city historians and civic historians have come on the show and talked about what they've had to go through to help educate the general public on what's not only reasonably safe to put up, but also why you shouldn't be doing this and, and what's needed to kind of, you know, restore certain signs that either have fallen by the wayside. So I think the more you people kind of get turned, you know, put on to neon, it really helps. And I think little things like that, like designing a map that they can like look at and take back and show to others is just a nice, not just a souvenir, but I think it's a really cool design element that shows that shines off, you know, what you're able to do but at the same time gives kind of you know, clout to what's happening inside of the sign culture and what's happened in the past, you know, kind of bringing it full, full turn. Um, yeah. So I just really glad those came to be, I'd love to see, you know, more different cities or obviously when you're in Portland, you want to rep Portland, but you know, I think they could exist in lots of different formats. So that's a cool, a cool thing. Um, where. Yes. Where, I'd be happy to design um a neon map for any city that wants me to by the way that would be so fun for me yeah i will so because it does translate very nicely you have like the silhouette and it isn't sort of like anything i've ever seen before so uh you know hey i mean somebody out there who's in the publishing world or wants to put something out there just as a cool poster um yeah it's just a good way to share it too i think there's a lot of ways like just you mentioned too is is just cool on its own um, and I see that, you know, working both ways. So when you were talking with Randall and Al, so Neon Speaks, we had them on the show pretty early on. I want to say, I can't remember which episode it was. It might have been like four or five uh, at this point. But they were raising awareness for the promotion of the show, uh, of the event. And it's like this three-day event. For Bill, I don't know, Neon Speaks is, is this really cool sort of like you know, they talk about restoration and they show off different artists and they have different talks that go on. It's this huge event that happens. And, um, and so, yeah, so what ended up taking place was, you know, they had this online page and I had no idea, but you were, you helped design a pretty significant amount of graphics that were behind that. Yeah. Can you speak about that? Yeah. Well, that's actually how Randall and uh, Randall and Al and I 
um, connected was they were um, thinking about putting a festival together and they knew my work uh, and they wanted to hire me to design the logo for the festival. And so, of course, I was absolutely on board um, for that. And then I kind of muscled my way into helping plan the festival as well, because I had all kinds of ideas. Um, and so now they call me their co-producer now. Um, and we just had our second um, annual Neon Speaks in April this year. Um, and it was amazing. Um, yeah, so uh, did you want me to talk about like how, like the logo or specifically or? Um, yeah, well, I just was like promoting the event, right? That's probably kind of like a, uh, like a plug, but yeah, I mean, I think where I've seen different things, like you had the brochure and now you're, you're kind of touching on like the, uh, the logo and everything. I mean, as far as the event itself, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to be looked for for there you know like demos and like like case studies and like shop tours and book signings i mean as far as neon goes it's i mean you were there can you tell people a little bit about that might be interested in going or like making the trek to san francisco if they're not local like what it's like <clears throat> yeah well it's basically if you're listening to the show you pretty much probably would love it because it's just it I mean, the thing that is cool about it is it's not just one kind of neon person. We've got like vendors and restorers, neon repairers, um, and then preservation people and architects and designers, graphic designers, people who just love neon, who photograph neon, like, um, you know, some of the groups that have formed on like via Facebook, like the Sign Geeks people and the, um, uh, what's that? Oh, no, Signs United. Um, so, you know, there's lots of different kinds of people and they're, they all have their own connection to Neon, whether they're working with it directly or just love it so much that they want to learn everything about it and they want to see how it's made. And, um, but there is also a big, uh, sort of preservation push there and um it's you know that's something that we're starting to exchange a lot of information at the festival about how to save signs and i mean we're sort of just the beginning of big i mean <laughs> how do you save a sign i mean it's like not a one-size-fits-all question and a lot of, a lot of people are just sharing their experiences sharing their resources i mean we're talking about like building a database and so basically what's happening is this national movement is is starting to grow and neon speaks is basically the focal point like it's like the conduit for all these you know neon loving weirdos all over the country and all over the world to come together and not only see that they're like feel like relieved and excited that there's other people like them but also for all of us to you know evolve and hopefully like push you know push this preservation stuff further as a group i mean i'm not who knows what will happen uh, you know a lot of cool like you know 
collaborations have come out of that festival and just great connections and just, you know, there's nothing like it. I mean, I was, I'm so like thrilled and honored to be involved in it. Um, it's great, great group of people and hopefully it'll get bigger. I mean, I don't want it to become like the burning man of, <laughs> of, of the neon world, but uh, you yeah. know, it got a little bigger this year. So, um, well, I think it's yeah. also special to sort of curate something just because I mean, what we talked about, I think you're in agreement with me here is that history is very telling, right? We have all these really cool signs and backed by popular demand is that neon is, is here to stay. So I think, you know, looking at it and kind of partnering up with other artists and collectors and people, like you said, who just like neon and just show up um, is really, it's a unique event. And that's why I wanted to have you spend so much time talking about it because, you know, it's not just designers doing the work of promoting what's going on there. It's really just the historians and everything happening. The sponsors are like the American Sign Museum, you know, the Art Deco Society of California. I mean, really cool groups in California who, who made it their mission uh, with, you know, obviously the Randall and Al who are putting in a lot of the work to go out there and really kind of build uh, a really cool fun event that not only just is about information sharing, but yeah, it really just gets people excited and jazzed up. Like you said, I think I only see this getting bigger. So if anybody's interested, go online, Google it. It's all on there. Um, just a really cool event that if you're even remotely into neon or want to know more about it, it's totally worth like, uh, you know, your two seconds on Google to check it out. So, um, we're kind of like, uh, going down the path of like the event type stuff where you've worked on that. What would you say is like Neon's strongest quality? Like how has it, shaped where it is today i think all these years later is there anything that kind of pops out for you in the strongest quality well like maybe from like a design standpoint do you think that there's like is that the reason why like because you're in a type a lot like is there anything that kind of you you kind of think about when you look for certain signs i guess and kind of what's how it's maintained its its essence over the years well, that's a cool question. Um, yeah, I think, well, I mean, for me, since I fell in love with neon through typography, to me, it's all about the letters. I mean, and, you know, not all neon is created equal. Uh, you know, one of those generic signs that just says open in that sort of Helvetica-ish aerial typeface you know, those are a dime a dozen. Not that they couldn't be beautiful. I mean, I've seen, you know, there was a a, a, a sign here in Portland out on the East 82nd that was like a tire shop and it just said like, we rotate tires or like tire, like something about tires and the yeah. letters were just beautiful. I never got a picture of it, but you know, it could just say the most <laughs> ridiculous thing, but if there's something special about even just one of the letters, I mean, like there was a sign we saw at Neon Speaks at the, um, we did a Neon Walking Tour of Alameda and there was a parking garage sign. Pretty sure it just said parking. It was a vertical like blade sign and it wasn't that old, but the A and the R were just, 
really nice. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it, it, you know, and I love all the big glitzy signs with like tons and tons of tubes. Like I love those too, but, but sometimes there's just like a really simple, you know, single stroke script or whatever that just, speaks to me it's to me it's about it's about the linear quality of it and um yeah i mean yeah. no i think i get it i think it translates and i kind of left that question open because i was curious but where you know where your online design qualities and kind of resources i think it's really helped influence neon's design today you know how it's being produced i think we're getting you know obviously more artists will take their time to do it all on on paper and just lay it all out by hand which is totally fine but um you know having someone like you working with that and currently your sort of fascination with type as has always been you know probably helps artists realize more quickly like what's possible and maybe the steps that you take creatively has that ever kind of have you ever thought about that i guess maybe when you work with i guess people who bend neon and you've given them like hey here's this thing you know well, when I work with vendors, I pretty much have figured out since I drew all those chips for so long, like I'm kind of like very exact about it. And they like the the one vendor that I've worked with who I adore, whose name is Peter Tankow, um, at Artico Light here in Portland. And he, he is a master. He like, he did a scientific glass bending in New York for like 25 years before he moved to Portland. And now, awesome. um, now he's got him and his sister run this great sign shop article, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like to think I have an advantage because I have, you know, been thinking about this stuff for so long. So when I make a design for a neon shop, I know, what the limitations are, where the gaps will be, you know, I know that there's like, aren't any closed shapes, um, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, is that what you were asking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think currently like there's a lot of, I think movement in the design space. So I think with, you know, with that in mind, are you, is there any sort of like, um, projects you're working on now like you mentioned the movie theater anything you want to kind of uh you know get out there and let people know about well no i mean beyond the um i am well i have continued to do the walking tours which is funny because you know i when i like i said earlier when i first um decided to try that as an experiment it was last august for typecon and then I got invited to do it again by a local nonprofit. And then I was like, I should just keep doing this. So now I'm doing the walking tours three times in the spring and three times in the fall. Um, the weather's just too bad, horrible here in the winter and it stays light too late here in the summer really to do it. Um, so, that that continues so and um the neon map slash poster is for sale on my website um but i don't actually i mean right now i'm trying to reposition myself so that i can do neon art 
text-based neon art. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm in the process now of, I mean, I've applied to tons of, uh, for tons of art grants in the last several years for neon and I not, have not really gotten one yet, but so I'm working on that kind of stuff now. Uh, I think it would be, just makes more sense to me to do art pieces that are up for like a few months or a year. There's a light festival here that keeps going and I exhibited in the first year, but it's only a four day festival and to have some like spend the resources to have neon sign made for four day festival um, doesn't seem that practical to me anymore. So, um, so yeah, I'm just working towards trying to make like collaborate with poets and other artists and see what we can see what we can do. That's awesome. Yeah. And when, you know, anybody in Portland area wants to go to the tour, like where can they, like, can they sign up on a certain page or like, is it on your site? The best um, website to go to for info on the tour is electricletterland.com. That's really great. Well, uh, well, thank you so much for being on the show, Kate. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, all the best. Thank you, Max. I'm really um, excited to be on the podcast. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.